Hi, this is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117, and you're listening to Geekaholics, all things geek. And finish the fight. Chief, out. My number seven, and it might surprise some of you that it's this low, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Ooh. I, I thought we were going to go seven, higher for that. But that would have been biased because of my nostalgia for the game. It's a great game. It's a decently long game for a Super Nintendo game that's not a true RPG. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking 10, 12 hours. If you really want to take your time and you're just first playing it, probably more like 15, 16 hours. But it went, this is a Zelda game. Because the first one was kind of open world. You just went, oh, hey, I found a dungeon. Mm-hmm. The second one, oh, that was the original Dark Souls. (laughs) And then you had uh, Link's Awakening, which was on Game Boy, Mm -hmm. which was great. It went back to the over the top. The reason I don't put that game anywhere on here is because without all the fucking shells, you cannot beat the final boss. You literally had to go dig every fucking square in the whole damn map to get all the shells to get the special sword to defeat the windfish which was just ganon anyway spoiler alert the nightmare yeah <laughs> a link to the past was quite possibly the biggest game on the SNES like this is the game like most people had was this game and super mario world because it came with the SNES so say i had world i didn't have <laughs> it was this is a zelda game you've got your dungeons this is the first one you go to Here's the item that'll help you defeat this boss. Here's your next dungeon. You And it set up the 3-8 mode, where you have the, the 3 to unlock the sword. Mm-hmm. Then you have and your eight, 8 dungeons. It introduces to Dark World, which comes back to play multiple times throughout the Zelda series. Mm-hmm. And it had some of the most challenging enemies. You could beat them, but fucking the last fight with Ganon, if you weren't careful, you get your ass knocked over, have to start all over again. And the fucking, and I can't remember the damn worm, but the fucking worm that you fought up on the platform, he would inevitably knock you off about four or five times, and then the, his uh, life would reset and yours wouldn't. That and, was the oh. third dungeon on Death Mountain. Yeah, that was yeah. Death Mountain one. It, that yeah. was controller breaking as well. Yeah. <laughs> I controlled my temper a little better when I was younger. Now I probably wouldn't break the damn <laughs> controller. <laughs> now, this is the one they did the remake with Link Between Worlds. It's a sequel. It's a sequel. Okay. Link Between Worlds is a direct right. sequel. Because Link Between Worlds is one that I was going to, was considering for my list. Because it was one of those, picked it up, you know, 3DS, and that was the, okay, oh, I have to go to the bathroom because I'm taking the 3DS with me to the bathroom because I want to play more with it, more of it. It was one of those, I had to continue playing this game. I may have done that yeah. with the Switch a couple times with the Zelda game. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this, I mean, this is, this is a Zelda game, period. Yeah. And I, I don't really think I can say anything else about it. So, Alex, what is your number seven? Ace Combat 4. Ooh. Nice, we're getting Ace Combat in here. I never played either of the, any, I should say, of the previous Ace Combat games. I didn't play one, two, or three. I don't know anything about them. I picked up four on a whim. Now, at this time, um, I had been, I loved fighter combat sim games Mm -hmm. but they all even including like the um rogue squadron Mm. games and and all that kind of stuff star fox uh afterburner um, uh, 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 top gun i don't know why i couldn't think of that one um i really loved those kind of games but i was starting to notice a pattern with those games instead of like giving you a true like you know, ship-to-ship aerial combat experience, they kept having you protect shit. And without fail, anything that you had to protect was stupid and drove directly into enemy fire. Um, (laughs) One that comes to mind is on the 32X. It's uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, You're supposed to protect protect a rebel freighter against two Star Destroyers. And it just goes right between the Star Destroyers. Now, I don't know what kind of drugs the people were on when they (laughs) came up with that level design. But in the history of the world, nobody 
who has ever found themselves in naval combat, because that's what combat in space is, it's naval combat in three dimensions, nobody would ever say, you have to protect this frigate, and then tell the captain of said frigate, go right between those two ships. Yep. (laughs) Unless the objective is to get that ship destroyed, you don't do that. So you couldn't destroy the Star Destroyers. You couldn't possibly take down all the TIE Fighters. How were you supposed to beat that level? I never could. So at the time, I had sworn off of fighter combat sims. I wanted nothing to do with them. They were all stupid, especially the LucasArts one. Yeah, I know. Get your pitchforks. I couldn't stand them anymore. I picked up Ace Combat 4 on a whim because it was modern aircraft. They proclaimed on the back of the box i can go get it right now it's sitting up there on the shelf that it was all true to life planes Mm -hmm. like um the armaments the design everything like that everything was done as true to life as possible and i took it home and i'm thinking okay it's just going to be dog fighting sim you know it's going to be really hard but whatever i only paid like 12 bucks for it i could not put the game down I called in sick to work (laughs) because to my surprise, it was story driven and it was story driven to the point where it was in first person. So when people were talking to this ace pilot, Mm -hmm. they were talking to you. Now, the character you were playing, quote unquote, character you were playing, didn't have any speaking lines, but um, you felt like you were that pilot and everything that was happening you know, you were interested in seeing what was coming next. It wasn't just mission, destroy blank, mission, destroy blank. There was a story going on. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of sci-fi elements, and it's not hyper-realistic. But um, I play that game all the time, over and over and over. It never gets boring. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but MechWarrior at one time had... And Steve Losh had it, and I've seen this in complete full action, and it was fucking glorious. Mm-hmm. It was on 360. But you know Mech Warrior? Mm. You play, you know, you pilot the mechs and you do all this crap. It was actually, you piloted the mech, and if you got the top version, it came, and the controllers That's you can find it's like 300 bucks. That's Steel Battalion, I think. It had, it had a full panel controller? It had three panels. It had the full yeah. panel and the two that came off the side. You needed like four tables to play, and you have to actually... Turn around and flip shit. Steel Battalion had the real huge one that was super expensive. Mech Warrior had it. It was the same concept, but it wasn't. Steel Battalion, it was was like a grand or something for it. It was like, yeah. But I mean, it was just amazing. Like, you had to turn, like, oh shit, this is going off. You had to sit there and flip the buttons and turn them back, let them cool down. And yeah. Like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. But anyway. No, I mean, I I love flight sims. We had one. I've been sitting here the whole time trying to think. It was a World War II flight sim. Play the crap 1942. out of it. No. Because <laughs> no. it, uh, it was great. We got into flight sims, you know, had a joystick, flight mm-hmm. stick, stuff, everything like that. It was great because it was one of the first laptops I had, too. So I was able to sit there with the laptop on my legs and then have the flight stick between my legs. So it looked like he was pil- piloting with a screen in so front of you and sit there and fly. Microsoft Flight Simulator, right? No, it wasn't. <laughs> but we did have that. I had that on the old, like, oh, God, not... Ah, shit. What was the very first computers? 95? PS2? IBM PS2? No. Commodore 64? 64. That one. The one right after that one. It was the original Microsoft Flight Simulator. Like, the first one we had on that one. Nerd. Like, (laughs) fucking Windows 1.0? Yeah. Not not Windows. This was DOS-based. You command line to launch this thing. And played that one because you could you know customize your aircraft so you can set like the wingspan and everything so you could set it like to a ridiculous amount and make this plane that was like all like janky and everything and show it like crashing into the earth and everything so of course it's kids we did that yeah (laughs) did that all the time and then had the world war ii one so yeah i mean flight sims yeah and i've heard great things about that i haven't played it but i've heard great things about and of course all the rogue squadron games i just ate up so yeah i hated those what's your seven keith uh, this is my seven, which I noticed I just kind of did a, f- a funny haha with this one, but uh, that would be Goldeneye 007. Uh, I just realized I did that just by pure accident, I too. thought about putting it on the list, but I didn't, because it didn't innovate anything to me. That was Couch Co-op. That made Couch Co-op. Four-player split screen was made by that game. 
It did Super really Mario set Brothers. the standard for that. It set the standard for four-player, four player, split-screen, split first-person co-op combat. Yeah, and that's why it's on the list because it. Everyone who played, that's what they play. <laughs> oh, I mean, I had one too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I spent a lot of time crouched down, going one v three and punching people, and, th- and I told all my friends, "I won't use weapons." And we'll do 3v1. We'll see if you can beat me. And I would always just crouch down and just start punching him right in the dick. And nobody could think quick enough to aim down. So it was like, <laughs> punch, punch. But oh, you're dead. <laughs> so no, that's why it's my number seven. So My number six is Final Fantasy seven. Um, seven kind of modernized the JRPG, so to speak. It brought it, like, multiple disc. A lot of people were... Alex is over there laughing. <laughs> but a lot of people will say this is the best Final Fantasy period. I know Alex is like, bullshit, that's three or six, depending on where your anus is located. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, Seven brought forth a lot of stuff. It more or less saved Squaresoft again, at least for a few years before they got bought out by Enix. But it saved them again. It brought new blood into the Final Fantasy. You got new fans going for it. And it's, you know, pretty much anything Final Fantasy that gets released anymore, like any movies, books, stuff like that, is all based off the Seven Universe. Yep. So, I mean, that alone, I think, warrants its inclusion on the list somewhere. And it was a great game. Don't get me wrong. I don't enjoy Seven as much as I once did because I feel it has too many fanboys. And it's like, the <laughs> well, you obviously don't remember the time Cloud did this with Aerith. I don't care. I didn't like Aerith. <laughs> didn't care she died I actually was like yes the dumb bitch is dead woo <laughs> and I actually because there's a, the the point where you get to go on the date Tifa oh yeah <laughs> boom boom but you know it's just now <laughs> would I love them to just remake it and put it on the PlayStation 4 not not re-envisioning but just oh you mean like the re-envisioning they're doing right now yeah Fuck that shit. Because you know there's not going to be the part where Cloud's doing the cross-dancing, or the cross-dressing thing. But just update the graphics. Leave the fucking game alone and update the graphics. Won't happen. What, you don't want the episodic one, Final Fantasy VII, we're going to get? They a nut. No. <laughs> I have my original release of Final Fantasy VII and the original player's guide. Not, not the best, the greatest hits, but the original release. I still have it. It's at my house. I just need a working PS1 or PS2. Or just, you know, buy it on Steam. Yeah. Alex, what number six. is your number six? Amnesia The Dark Descent. Ooh. Ooh, okay. That's a kind of new game, too. Yeah. A fairly new game. Yeah. Again, uh, not a big PC gamer, so I got onto this one pretty late. Um, but to me, this was a... This was the first time I played a survival horror game in which combat was not a part of it at all. Um, where you literally... Run and hide. Run and hide was the rule of the day. And charging at the enemies, you know, didn't get you anywhere. You had to mind how often you used your lantern because you had oil for it. And if you ran out, you could find yourself in an area where you couldn't see shit, you know. All kinds of stuff like that, and it manages to be creepy and scary in the appropriate places. Even if the antagonist is, like, the most... It's really hard to tell what the fuck it is. Like, I've seen pictures, you know, like, artist renditions of it, and it, okay, yeah, that's pretty creepy, but when it's in the game, you can't hardly look at it. It's like a fucking yeah. burlap sack coming yeah. at you, basically. Um, you know, because if you look at it too long, your sanity will drain out and you lose anyway, so... You know, you basically, anytime you spot it, you have to run and hide. You you can't interact with it at all. But the vague menace of it is enough, you know, to, to render it creepy. So, yeah. But it doesn't make the top five, unfortunately. Because it is a PC game, and I don't do well with PC. <laughs> Keith, uh, I had six. a mind number six, Diablo 2. Fair enough. Now, I did not have any Diablo or Baldur's Gate on here. I thought about them. It's the same Never thing. Never really played him much, though. I put Diablo 2 that was played a crap ton of that Diablo and Diablo 2 with Scott there at UMB. I've told that story before. Um, that is a very... With or without Mary fucking Francis around. <laughs> she was there sometimes. 
I know I was sometimes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you, you distracted me there for a minute. Um, <laughs> Diablo 2. Uh, great game. Great style of game. A lot of modern games today can trace their roots back to Diablo 2. And if uh, we're supposed to get a remake of that, and we're supposed to get a remake of Warcraft 3, if you believe the job postings. I don't know why we need to remake Warcraft 3, because they're not really going to up the graphics at all, so... <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be like an HG remake for both. Eh. I mean, Warcraft graphics are Warcraft graphics, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My number five, I was kind of hoping Alex would be here to hear it. He's coming. But uh, my number five, I put on here, because this is a fucking cash cow. It set the standard for handheld RPGs, or J even JRPGs if you want to call it that. And they have fucking spawned everywhere like a virus you can't get rid of. They've had movies. Happy or sorry, Burger King toys, probably Happy Meal toys, apps on your fucking phone, merchandising, everything, and that, and I put the ones that started it all: Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. Yeah. Without those, there's a whole lot of little kids that don't really get into gaming as early as they do. Yeah. And there's people that have dedicated portions of their life to this game. I look at Studio Wife. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and a lot of people might be yelling, well, technically it's like red and green because that's what it was in Japan. Or yellow was just a remake of red and blue. Yes, it was, but I included it all. I didn't have red or blue. I had yellow. Some people had red. Some people had blue. I had yellow so I could get everything. And they're a fun game. They, they're challenging, but they're not difficult for no reason. They're a little formulaic, and I think with uh, Sun and Moon... They fixed that, but it's shifted so far where the I'm gonna call them purist, like my wife, mm -hmm. are like, This isn't really Pokemon anymore. So, the, you know, they've been around what 20 years now, 25? Oh, yeah, 20 long time, yeah. I don't remember if it's 20 or 25, but a long time. And I think that just speaks to how important this game has been for everything. Mm. And like I said, you don't without this game. And they animate everything that goes with it. There's a whole lot of kids that don't get into gaming until much later on, if at all. I agree with you. Oh, excuse me, Alex. Number five. Five. Okay, here we have entered the realm of these are just my top five favorite games of all time. I don't know anything particularly innovative about any of them. All I know is that these are the games that I still own uh, and I still play Anytime I get the chance. Number five is Legend of Zelda a Link to the Past. Oh, 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 he had to put it higher. I see how it is. <laughs> the Zelda guy only had it at mm -hmm. seven. <laughs> well, I knew at least two of us would have that game in the top ten, if yeah. not somewhere on the list at least. Um, no, it's, I mean, I can't really say anything that you didn't already say, Charlie. It's just... It's a fun game, and to me, you know, and I'm just a casual Zelda guy. You know, I'm not well-versed in all of the lore. I haven't played every single one of the Zelda games. For example, I've never played the original Legend of Zelda, not oh. even for 15 oh. minutes. Oh, well, we can fix that. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a Zelda connoisseur, but in my opinion, from the games that I have played, that's the Zelda game to me. That is the one that I turn back to, and I always say, that's the good one. I can't find a single negative thing to say about it. Not Ocarina? No. <laughs> Which I've played multiple times, and I do enjoy. But it's not, it's just oh. not as good. It, it The world doesn't feel as deep. It doesn't feel, I don't get the same sense of, a, sense of accomplishment out of Ocarina of Time. Yeah, the graphics are better, whatever. That's not important to me. What's important to me is what's happening in the game and the story of the game and everything like that. And A Link to the Past just does a better job of that to me. Figuring out how to get past this by flipping between the worlds and, uh, you know, finding all these things and, you know, uh, you know, going to find the, uh, the was it the giant bat in the Dark World that gave you the, the magic boomerang and, you know, what, however that worked. But, you know, uh, just figuring out all the little details like 
things that if you just play through the game at a, at a frantic pace, you'll miss because you have to go look for these things and the game doesn't tell you to go look for them. Like, it doesn't tell you that you can get an upgraded boomerang. It doesn't tell you that you can get upgraded armor. It doesn't tell you that there are four bottles to find. These are all things that the game doesn't tell you, but you can immerse yourself in the game by finding all these little these little extras that aren't even really necessary to beating the game. So, now, Keith, that this is what I was shaking my head about. When did A, a Link Between Worlds come out? Two, three years ago. Just now, I figured something out because I was like, "Yeah," and we get Bunny Link when you're in the dark. World. I was like, "Son of a bitch!" His Dark World alter ego, Revalio, or um, what was it? Was it Revalio, Ra- Ravioli, or something like that? Yeah. He's dressed as a fucking pink bunny. He has yep. a pink bunny hat on, and it just now pff, the little fucking <laughs> the little candle finally went <laughs> off. Like, hey, wait a minute! They probably <laughs> did that on purpose. They're, 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 they're. <laughs> <sighs> number five, Keith. Number five, because excluding Alex, a uh, Charlie and I's subgeneration is named after this game, Oregon Trail. Yeah, I almost put that on here, but I didn't want to die to stare. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. It is. Uh, people our age played that game in in, in school. You played it on the PC. I oh, remember oh, it. Nope, nope. My ours oh, excuse me, was Mac. on the Apple. Yeah, the too. Apple. I said PC. You're right. They was apples. Yeah. It was, was green screen. Yep. It's green screen apples. Our people of Charlie and I's age are called the Oregon Trail sub-generation because they don't quite know. We're not millennials. Some people call us millennial stuff. We're the Oregon Trail generation. We got stuck Be- between and got shit on from both sides. <laughs> because all of us, we grew up, everybody played Oregon Trail. Because you had it in school. Yep. And that's why it's number five on here. Not not the in-depth of dying of dysentery and and chimney rock and all that stuff. Well, you know, you make chimney rock, you got to choose the right crossings. (laughs) You shoot every buffalo regardless of whether or not you need it. You can only take 100 pounds or 50 pounds or whatever. (laughs) I think it was 100. It was 100 pounds of meat out of 400 and some odd (laughs) buffalo. I could take 100. Fuck you. Because it's like, oh, I shoot one buffalo. It is pointless to do anything else for the rest of this time because I will not get anything else. Throw somebody out of the fucking wagon. Just load more meat. It's less mouths to feed and more food. Because that was only how much you could carry. I'm like, why am I not taking multiple fucking people? Mm -hmm. Or trips. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Okay, so my number four. This has set uh, the bar for the modern first-person shooter. It also... In a roundabout way, kind of set the bar for esports, even really. Many people had lost many hours playing this game. Uh, I remember playing multiple games on Xboxes where me and one other guy would play Capture the Flag on Blood Gulch, and I'd have a shotgun and a pistol, and he'd have a sniper rifle, and I could snipe people with a fucking shotgun, and nobody could beat us. Not only that, but it spawned off a couple of couple of one two three side stories five main stories video games comic books fucking pretty much everything you could think of and that is halo combat evolved now i could have put two but without one we don't get two and without one we don't have an xbox i was gonna say you don't have an xbox (laughs) you don't have an xbox (laughs) and an xbox 360 and an xbox one because originally it was being made by bungie for macintosh but, I mean, it had an immersive story. It actually gave a story to the first-person shooter. It had characters that you could relate to and you cared about. Like Cortana. If you talk to people about, okay, who's your favorite sidekick? A lot of people are going to say Cortana. Some people might say Navi, but they don't listen. <laughs> and they don't matter. Ding! <laughs> but, you know, that's just... And that's why... This game is so great because you get so attached to these characters that in, you know, the the end of Halo 4 and Halo 5, when you don't have Cortana in your head, it almost doesn't feel like a Halo game, really. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and this even gave you the silent protagonist. Well, he's not completely silent, but, you know, tall, dark, and brooding, and just whooping everybody's ass, follows the rules until the rules are, like, stupid that he's given. And he's like, with all due respect, sir, fuck you. 
I'm going to do this because it makes more sense. And you know, it just gave us the modern first-person shooter to an extent. I don't know if I can really add anything more to that. I know you're not big on first-person shooters, Keith. I rec- It's one of those, okay, it didn't make my list because I didn't play the Halo games, but I recognize its importance. So, And, you know, we've got an intro from Master Chief, so. Yep. Alex, you got anything to say about Halo or you want to go on with your number four? Because you got the looking face going. Yeah. No, or the thinking face, not the looking face. I mean, I bought my first Xbox because of Halo. It was Halo 2, not the first Halo. Um, but I bought Halo 2 and was playing the multiplayer on that before I played the first Halo. It wasn't until I realized, you know, that there was a story to this first-person shooter that I actually went and got the first Halo, played it, and then played the story of the second one. Um, I don't know. I mean, it certainly innovated the first-person genre, and it set the bar for first-person shooters in perpetuity, I think, because, I mean, one of the first-person shooters that I like... Um, being more of a PlayStation guy than an Xbox guy was Killzone. Mm-hmm. And I had already played Halo at that point. And when Killzone was first being introduced, they called it the Halo Killer. Yeah, sure. And I'm the first <laughs> one, being a Sony guy, I'm the first one to say, uh-uh. Not even fucking close. They keep trying, but they keep falling on their ass. Um, in my opinion, not even Call of Duty has anything on the Halo multiplayer. It killed it in sales. <laughs> yeah, that's just so, because yeah, hey, like, that's because, in my opinion, Call of Duty multiplayer doesn't have any skill to it. The Halo multiplayer is so crisp and refined yeah. and like perfect. Or the Call of Duty ones, like oh, 360 no scope, chink. Yeah, I'm gonna quick scope you because there's a game glitch, and then we're never gonna fix the game glitch. Well, fuck off. <laughs> my number four is Final Fantasy X. Ooh, nice. We've got 10 on here. I thought about 10, but I went with 7. I put 10 on there because 10 is easily one of the best story-driven games in my mind. Um, Yeah, it has its awkward moments, but if you really think about it, <laughs> life is full of awkward <laughs> moments. You want an awkward you know? moment, play the first Blitzball game where you're subbing in for Waka and then actually win it, and the game glitches and freezes because you're yeah. not supposed to win. Like, you can't comprehend yeah. that against all the rigging. I've, I've, won, won. I've won that game. The the tournament in Luka, mm-hmm. I've the game, won that game. Every time I've done it, the game froze. Oh, but I never tried to sub out Waka either. No, like the very first time you play it, it forces you to sub out in the oh, story. Oh, yeah. No, I've I never had any any glitch problems with it. I've, I've only won it maybe twice in all the times I've played through that game, but... Um, I have managed to win it, and Waka just... He stands there with a shit-eating grin holding the trophy, so it's really not all that different. Um, He still retires and everything like that, except he retires on a quote-unquote high note and everything like that. But, I mean... Okay, so... This story got me so engrossed that at the end... And I'm not going to worry about spoilers, uh, because if you haven't played Final Fantasy X at this point, you probably have been living in a cave um cave but the story leaves you so broken kicked in the nuts and kicked in the nuts at the end of it that you want to know what happens next so they actually made a game in response to that final fantasy 10 2 which makes no sense no matter how you think about it that game, edition. that game is one of the worst things I've ever played in my life. Probably because I'm not a 15-year-old girl. Or, you know, 13-year-old boy. Or a, a woman of any age, for that matter. It's all... It's like watching... The Powerpuff Girls and a Britney Spears video at the same time. <laughs> it's... Just awful. And you have to do everything. There are a certain list of things that give you percentage points as you go through the game. And if you miss anything, you do not get the full ending. You could have 99.9% of everything done. If you didn't get 100%, you don't get the full ending where you see the resolution that you wanted to see. 
I played through that game. It took me 30 hours. I wanted to kill myself the entire fucking time. <laughs> and I get to the end of the game, and it says 99.9% .9 on my next game, uh, or my new game plus. I wanted to just fucking destroy everything because basically <laughs> I went through the list item by item and there was one person about three hours into the game that I didn't talk to. And that's what it was. And I'm like, fuck this shit. Because then I, I'd have, even if I went back to that save because I made all kinds of saves at the beginning of chapters and at the end of chapters, I had a full memory card because of this game. Even if I went back to that save, I'd still have all of those hours of the game to get through before I could see the actual ending. So I said, fuck it, went on YouTube, YouTube and watched it. <laughs> but I wanted to know the complete ending to 10 so bad that I sat through this horrible, horrible abomination. That's how invested in the story of 10 I was, and that's why it's number four. Nice. Uh, my number four is uh, Super Mario 64. Thought about putting 64 on here, didn't. Because we went 3D. And I remember, uh, you know, we had our um, Super Nintendo and stuff. The new system was getting ready to come out. I had a subscription to Nintendo Power. I had one at one point. And knew, and knew the new system was getting ready to come out. And in the mail, we got a v VHS tape from Nintendo Power that was basically, it was an advertisement thing of this new game, new system that was coming out with these this new game. And, you know, put in the VCR and played it and blew my mind that Mario was walking around and wasn't in a flat 2D plane. <laughs> and because I, I remember, you know, talking to mom and dad and thought, <laughs> Mario didn't walk before. <laughs> well, you just sort of lifts one mean. leg and scoots. And talk about what's different about this. And I remember standing up in the living room and kind of like demonstrating, you know, before he just kind of did this. Now he can, and like walking around the living room to show like he's walking around and you can see it. So, and that's why it's number four. And it set the precedence for 3D platformers. Yeah. <laughs> Blocking Mario and all. <laughs> My number three. This is one, I debated putting it two. Didn't really think it deserved one. It's my only fighting game on the list. Street Fighter 2. Because Street Fighter 2, and I didn't put Smash Brothers on here anywhere. Street Fighter 2 more or less defined fighting. Because the Mortal Kombat 2, which is one of the better Mortal Kombat's a lot of people say, if I remember right, came after Street Fighter 2. They don't have, you don't hear people having Mortal Kombat tournaments for esports. You hear them having Street Fighter tournaments for esports. I mean, we're up to what, five? Five no, turbo. Five. I don't know. They remade because two like Mortal seven Kombat times. Because Mortal Kombat went through the ages of gimmick, 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 gimmick. <laughs> Where Street Fighter did it, here's more people. But I don't know if there's been another fighting game that has spawned as many different things, whether it's statues or mangas or animes or movies, even terrible live action movies. Oh. Mortal mm. Kombat did that with two of them. Of course. Got two of them. Well, they did that with live action. The first Mortal Kombat wasn't terrible. I mean, I, I guess to that note, the first Street Fighter wasn't terrible, but the fucking legend of Chung Li, <laughs> someone, someone owes me two and a half hours of my life back. <laughs> I don't know who, but fuck that game or that, that movie. You can go watch the Dead or Alive movie. That would be more entertaining, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I would. I will bet you money it's more entertaining. I will let you watch The Legend of Chung Lee. Alex, you've seen it. No, I haven't. I thought. I thought you. I know Dragon I've Ball. I've never Evolution. seen that movie. Oh, oh, well then. <laughs> Are you just saying no, or have? Because I thought you borrowed. I don't know what you're it. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but you know, two has spawned. Essentially, an entire universe. All even the Marvel versus Capcoms and Marvel or Capcom versus SNK. Like, it is the fighting game or fighting game series franchise, I guess, that most people think of when they have tournaments and stuff. I remember playing this one in the arcade when we were waiting to see. It's either Batman. I'm fairly or certain that Last Crusade. I'm fairly certain that Street Fighter Two came out before even Mortal Kombat. I think. I think '89. It came out in arcades because I remember. Yeah. I remember at the movie theater in Lancaster, California. I don't remember if it was 
Batman, which was 89, Last Crusade, which was 89, or Star Trek 6, which I think was like either 89 or 90, but I was playing it before one of those movies. I'm pretty sure that Street Fighter 2, not Turbo, not Championship Edition, not any of that shit, but just Street Fighter 2 with the six characters came out before Mortal Kombat. I think it did. But then it spawned off into the Super Nintendo, and it was like a $75 game, and it Uh was the first fighting game that I can ever remember that you could choose the same person. Yeah. And that blew people's mind that you could choose the same person. They just, you know, gave you a different color, and it's like, oh my god, this is fucking groundbreaking. It's as stupid as it sounds, it was groundbreaking at the time, people. Kind of commonplace now, but at the time, you know, early 90s, Holy fuck, that's groundbreaking shit. <laughs> but Feb- February of 1991. 91, okay. So it's probably Star when did Star Trek 6 come out? It may have been Batman Returns then, but I'm pretty sure it was Batman Star Trek Returns 6. was 92, which would have been after, so it could have still been in the arcade there. Undiscovered Country, I believe is what Star Trek 6 is called. Yeah, 91. So okay, it would yeah, have been before helped, Star yeah. Trek 6. December of 91. So yep, there you go. Yep. But it just kind of set, like, this is what a fighting game should be. A 2D fighting game, this is what it should be. Period. I mean, I've got a bunch of Chung Lee stuff at my house. Alex, mm-hmm. you've got Cammy sitting up there. Uh-huh, I sure do. Keith, you probably have something somewhere. The first release of Mortal Kombat no, was No, I never in... played Street Fighters. I was a Mortal Kombat guy. First ori- the first release of the original Mortal Kombat arcade oh. was October 8th, 1992. 1992. I just looked it up, too. <laughs> there you go. So, yes, Street Fighter 2 six months before, before Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yep. No, 92, six months. It was a year and six months. Okay, yeah. So, 18 months. Cool. But, yeah, I mean, and everybody loves Ryu. Mm, I don't care. Really. I'd rather just I punch him in the Ken. face. I always yeah. preferred Ken to Ryu. Because nice. Ken's not I a mean, dick. In two, they're <laughs> indistinguishable. It wasn't until, like, yeah. the championship editions and alphas and stuff like that that they started to diverge. But Ken and Ryu were basically the same character. In the original Street Fighter, you could only play as Ken or Ryu. And they were the exact same character. So, yeah. and the, I mean, they even went as far as to go. The reason they're the same is because they had the same master. Teacher. Yeah. So that's that's my number three. My number three is Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, nice! I can't say enough how excited I am about the PS4 Super PS4 Edition. PS4 Super yeah. Edition. Um, I'm waiting on that one with bated breath because as far as I know, they're changing nothing. Yeah, it's just supposed to be a HD. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I hope that, that I hoped that they would change is originally there were supposed to be four more Colossi. I would love to see them add them back in. Did they just run out of time or not fit on the disc? They just didn't do it for some reason. So they just shortened the amount. Um, so DLC. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see the uh, the four additional colossi that weren't in there. If they're not in there, fine. I don't care. I will play it. I will pay full price for it and play it to death just like my PS2 version sitting right up there. I know for a lot of people love that game. Yeah. It's like... For those that have played it and stuff, is very highly regarded. So It innovated something that many, many people have tried to imitate over the years and failed miserably at, and that's the fully interactive, gigantic boss. Mm-hmm. Lots of games have tried to do that, you know, the boss that you actually have to, like, climb up well, it and do crazy I... things in order to hit its weak point. Quick time events. Yeah, yeah, lots of people have tried to do that. They've all failed. Shadow of the Colossus set the bar on that, and nobody's ever gotten to it. Nice. This is even better at room temperature, by the way. Probably. Nice. Keith, n- numero tres. Number three for me. Zelda the the Ocarina of Time. Oh, boo. Give me something to throw. <laughs> I'm just being stupid. I don't need to throw anything. I, for most people, this is their Zelda game. I know different people. Yeah, if you're a communist. <laughs> Opinion stuff. People say it's the greatest Zelda and stuff like this. It, again, like... Mario 64 blew my mind when I got it. And it was over Thanksgiving break. Was able to get it, bring it home. You weren't exposed to too much, were you? All right, that's enough being a dick for me. (laughs) I blame the scotch. (laughs) 
So Ocarina of so, Time. That's... Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask is usually the two people fight over of, of the best Zelda game. It's just the younger people say Majora's Mask because they remember playing that first. That that's yeah, that's why. I remember Majora's Mask being a pain in the ass because I only had so long to do shit, yep. and then I had to go that's back. That's why in I refused time. to play that game. Yeah, Majora's Mask made me want to hurt people. Yeah. No, it's the younger people. Like, that that was their first game <laughs> instead of many games Art, throughout the history of you know, ever. Ocarina of Time being the first Zelda game people played. Well, they're communists, and they need to go back and play. <laughs> you go back to Japan. <laughs> a link before a link. A link to the past, not a link before time. I don't know link what the fuck before. that is. Apparently, he's a dinosaur now. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little foot. To rock uh, a link to the past. I nice. would play it. I would play it too. Now, Skyrim, if you use a Zelda amiibo, you get to, to go around dressed up as Link and get the Master Sword and, and the Hylian <laughs> Shield. It. Ooh, or yeah, you just download right? a mod that does the same thing. Right. My number two probably could have been a number one because it said this is what a first person shooter is. Didn't he already do this one? Yeah. No, no, this was this was before Halo. This is years before Halo. Halo's two thousand one, this was like ninety seven? Time Splitters two? No. <laughs> I, I've heard people say that's a great game, but I never played it. No, because this is a first person shooter that's got like a twenty five hour story mode. Come on. It was on PC to begin with. Oh, well, you're doing Half-Life there 2. There you've lost me. No, that, that's, that's really Half-Life 2 isn't that long. Not yeah. Half-Life 2. Half-Life. No. Oh. The original Half-Life. Because of it, it spawned off Day Defeat, which essentially became Call of Duty. It spawned off Counter-Strike, which is now a huge fucking esports thing. It spawned off, you know, Half-Life 2 and Half-Life 2 Episode 1 and 2 and 0 because we can't have a 3. Go to hell, Valve. <laughs> And even Team Fortress and stuff like that spawned. They were originally just mods for the game, and they spawned. You know, this game spawned a huge tracts of land. <laughs> but because of this game, we've got so many other games, and it was, you know, the first time that a first-person shooter actually had a decent story. It wasn't just some guy going around blowing up demons or or, or Nazis. Get some. But it was just... And even it still is. It's huge. I've bought this game probably four or five times between original release, game no, of the I'm... year, PlayStation Two. I was on. Was it on Xbox also? I was gonna say Orange Box. Yeah, the no, Orange that's Box. Two. It's on. Yeah, it's two. That's it's a three sixty. Yeah. And yeah, I was and gonna buy it on Fortress. Dreamcast, but and Portal, and, it was ninety five percent done. And they killed it. But without this game, we don't get a lot of modern games, and we don't get Halo without this game. Half-Life was on the PS2. Yeah, I have it on PS2 also. No, no I don't disagree with you. I, yeah, I do. A lot of games come from this game. And get out the cross, because I never liked Half-Life. Oh, boo. One or two, or episode, or 2-1 and 2-2, two, two. I didn't care. I didn't care for two as much. I enjoyed the first one. Yeah, I... I couldn't get into it. I didn't have any fucking concept of what was going on. I'm just like, this is boring. What's with this fucking crowbar? Get on with it. You know, I remember playing the first Half-Life on the PS2, and I'm just like, I've been crawling through ducks for three hours, fighting what looks like a mix between a horseshoe crab and a fucking face hugger. Head crabs. Yeah, and it's also the, you know, I don't know, I just... I think it deserves its spot simply for what it's brought to it's us. It's fine. I mean, I understand why people like it. I just never got into it. Alex, numero dos. Okay, these two are actually really difficult for me um, because it, it honestly depends on, like, you know, the cycles of the moon and what I'm playing at the time and how nostalgic I'm feeling. Castlevania Symphony of the Night? No, my number two is actually Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Called it. <laughs> he called it. That's why I rolled my eyes when he said seven and I was banging my head. Um, and that's what I said. I know you're going to have three yeah. or six depending on you know, where, where your, your anus, anus is. is. Um, <laughs> I have gone at length about Final Fantasy VI on the podcast before. In my opinion, it's the best <laughs> Final Fantasy game. Uh, it has the largest cast of playable characters that I'm aware of. It has the most comprehensive story. I think it doesn't leave you on tenterhooks the way that Final Fantasy X does. And I won't say that it's as engrossing of a story as Final Fantasy X is. 
But in my opinion, going from six to seven, I remember just sitting there. What happened? <laughs> what 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 is this? Why why would the Popeye forearms and the square head? Where are their mouths? What's fucking happening here? <laughs> and you know the materia system and all that shit. And I just it Final Fantasy VII originally alienated me. I came to like it, but it alienated me at first because of just how divergent it was from six. Which at the when I was playing, it was like this is the pinnacle of Final Fantasy. It can't get better than this. Chuck and, Testa, huh? Chuck Testa. Here's seven. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. It's just like, and even the final boss of Final Fantasy VI, Kefka, he puts Sephiroth to shame. Sephiroth gets a lot of spotlight because Sephiroth's all dark and blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, I never understood why somebody, everybody was so engrossed with what basically equates to an emo kid. I never cared for him, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's like masturbation fodder for people, practically, <laughs> you know, and he basically just evolves. Basically, he just boils down to a guy who wants his mommy. He's depressed because they took his mommy. They took away his mommy. That's his problem. He has mommy issues. I shit you not, Kate. This oh. is accurate to the story. I, I, we, we've, <laughs> we've hit on this many a times in previous yeah. episodes. So. so, you know, I never understood. And 8, don't get me started. Oh, 8, you don't oh. even know who the fucking antagonist is until the last 10 hours of the game. 8 is my least favorite Final Fantasy. I put that below 11, which is 9, you fight a planet? I was going to say, which was the one nope. you fight the planet? Nope. I enjoyed 9. We've had this discussion before. Zidane I'll hit you Journey with to a... the West. I'll hit it's you with a brick. Goku. It's Goku. It, and the return I'll, of Vivi the Black I'll Mage. I'll go into my room and get a stick, dude. I'm not even fucking kidding <laughs> you. Shut your whore mouth. Nope. Uh, ten, okay. Sin and Seymour, not nearly as intimidating. Eleven, I never played. Uh, Twelve, forget it. I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Thirteen, can lean way over and kiss the darkest part of my ass. <laughs> Uh, 14, that game is nothing but a fucking gear grind. That's World of Warcraft Final Fantasy as far as I'm concerned. That game can go World fucking... World of Fantasies. That, that game can go suck a goat. Oh, and, suck a goat. <laughs> and 15, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm on a fence about 15. Uh, the story is a kick in the nuts. But they have fishing DLC coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I shit you not. It's yeah, but you don't, you don't have to do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, they have a fishing, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it sunk uh, in. For a minute there, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, oh yeah. Fishing DLC <laughs> is There's coming There's this whole that fishing game. mission where you have to catch a legendary fish. Oh my God, sign me up. 20 bucks? Here you go. You know, <laughs> might as well be bleeding from the asshole, but here you go. What? Fuck me a little bit harder, Square Enix. When they first were showing that during E3, I'm like, is this a new, like, Sega Bassmaster? <laughs> Sega Bass Fishing? What do we got? Oh, it's Final Fantasy. Fuck Ooh. you. <laughs> so with all that said, the only one I can look back on and say every aspect of the game is absolutely perfect is Final Fantasy VI. I have no complaints other than there's one character in the game who's completely useless. Yuffie? Other than that... Huh? Yuffie? <laughs> no. Yuffie's... <laughs> Uh, you want to talk about lame-ass limit breaks. The only time she becomes good in the limit break department is when she gets her fourth level one. <laughs> Hell, at least Aerith can heal you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I fucking hated her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't get me started. But, yeah. no. Fucking stole my material. Yeah. Like, bitch stole my horse. <laughs> bitch stole my horse. <laughs> I had to go running after her fucking oh, ass. Oh, God. Yeah, I never did that part until uh, way late in the game. You just land outside of her hometown and walk around in a circle. And eventually she'll come and steal your materia and then just walk into the town. It totally removes the difficulty of having to walk from one point of the continent to the other without any of your materia. Plus, if any of your at that point in the game, if any of your materia has been cloned, she doesn't take your cloned materia. <laughs> um, and she also doesn't take any materia um, past that scripted point in the game. Like when the tiny Bronco crashes, and that's when you can go to, um, I can't think of the name of the continent right now. Bitchville. <laughs> um, but that's the point in the game where you can go there. If you pick up any materia past that point of the game, she doesn't take it either. 
because it's scripted to only take materia that you would have available at that point in the game. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So six is the only one I don't have any real complaints about or any any glaring problems with. Keith, Svi. Oh, sorry, that's three. Dry. Yeah. We're not on three anymore. We're on two. No, you were right the first time. That's mm-hmm. five. Dry. Oh yeah, it was five. Spy. Yeah, five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Mario Brothers three. Okay, I'm seeing a bit of a Mario bias here. You Nintendo whore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know a lot of people say this is the best Super Mario. Mm-hmm. I disagree. World. I, but I always preferred World myself. Mm-hmm. I do too. That's why it's number one on his list. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's like I knew Keith was going to pick it, so I didn't even put it on my list anywhere. No. no, that's why it's one and two. One and two. Any any specific reason why three? Why three? Because world's one. Three, three the reason three was is of if I'm going to go back and play one of the Mario games, I mean, they're going back. First, I'm playing world, and if I've already played world recently, I'm playing three. Do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> Warp whistles, open world maps, different map worlds had themes and stuff to them. You had costume, you had the the raccoon suit. Just tanuki. The tanuki suit, sorry, my pronunciation again. You had the kids. Yes, 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 yes. And the boots that you could hop on stuff with. There was only one. Two levels. So yes, all those reasons. I guess we're at number one. And Charlie's number one game is... I'm going to preface this here just a little bit. Because you guys are probably... Keith might be like, eh. You're probably like, shut the fuck up. Now, I had played this game up until I had stopped playing it. From Alpha. (laughs) (laughs) No, from... Like Keith gives laugh out people. <laughs> I played this game until I stopped playing it. No, from until I stopped playing it, I had played this game from Alpha. I was a high enough rank on Battle.net in Warcraft Three, like their competitive thing that they had, that they're like, "Hey, we're doing this new game based off of Warcraft. Here's your alpha code if you're interested." All right, motherfuckers, let's see what this is. Enter World of Warcraft. Oh my. Now, the, what became the MMO? It set the uh, bar yeah, line and everything yeah. for MMOs. Yeah, it is. To which I hate to this day. It is still the most successful MMO, period. Yeah, oh, yeah. Even though they've lost, you know, millions of people. Print but money. <laughs> I cannot tell you, after like, post-launch, I cannot tell you, I had one character I think I had in game time over a month. Like, if actual human time mm-hmm. playing it, and that's just on one character... That's also not including all the pre-alpha, the beta, the second beta, all of that. Uh, fuck you, Alliance. <laughs> you <clears throat> fucking whores. <laughs> There's one time I, I, I distinctly remember this because undeads could breathe underwater. And this fucking paladin. Fuck you. Human paladin came and he was like, because, you know, I actually had shit I had to do. And I couldn't just sit in front of it and masturbate all day and wipe crumbs off my shirt. And go around naked with the helmet on dancing in the spawn zones and killing everybody (laughs) but he came after me and he killed me the first time because i was in the middle of farming some stuff grinding i was already like half health and was a warlock so i spawned and i saw him waiting for me so i ran out to the water he followed me fear look he went down mass fear fear mass fear so i just kept fearing him further and further down until he drowned and then I kept doing that for three and a half hours. It was one of the most glorious days <laughs> ever because fuck that alliance whore. <laughs> yeah, I made him pay. <laughs> and it was fun. You know, it was it was engrossing. Uh, because of World of Warcraft, I no longer get any regular Warcraft games, fuckers. But and I, I, I guess I cannot attribute the movie to it because that actually follows the Warcraft story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you get Hearthstone, you get fucking pretty much a good chunk of modern gaming of that sort is all based off of World of Warcraft. I can't tell you. Now, you guys are probably an exception to the rule. I'm sure, Keith, you probably never played it. If you did, I've made a character, and that's it. Okay, so you've played it at least. Alex? 
Have you played it at all? And when I played it, it was free to play. I'd, but you still played it. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd rather eat like four pounds of cheese and void my bowels to the point where I have to go to the hospital for emergency surgery than ever play that game again. Again, but you have played it. No, I haven't. <laughs> See, so everybody here has played the game. <laughs> Even if it was just when it was free to play, mm-hmm. you've played the game. Mm-hmm. It's had its own fucking South Park episode. Mm-hmm. Because I, I looked it up because I wanted to see what the number was. In October 2010, it hit the highest ever subscribers for one month. It was 12 million people subscribed to this game. Mm-hmm. And how much was the subscription per month, 15 Charlie? 15 bucks a month. So do some quick math. That's $180 million in one month was printed for Blizzard. Wait, if it was 12 million people, isn't that billion then? One point something billion? Mm-hmm. It's 12 million at $15 a month. It was $180 million. Oh, okay. Never mind. 12 times 15 is 180. Bad math. <laughs> In one month. Now multiply that by however many years. Now, 12 months a year, that's almost, you know, you could approximate almost $2 billion a year. Yeah. I mean, the game wasn't gross, and there's people that's found their husbands and wives and whatever mm-hmm. else on there and got married to them. Uh, you know, without this game, we don't get Alex's favorite Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with you putting that I mean, number one. I couldn't think of another game that has affected as many people for as long as it has, other than World of Warcraft. I just I couldn't think of anything else. I'm like, this. That's why it had. That's why I put Tetris down to eleven. It's like mm-hmm. World of Warcraft honestly deserves a number one slot. Alex, number one. <clears throat> Ask him, he knows. Castlevania Symphony of the Night? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, well, actually, I was wondering where he was going to put it. Um, the soundtrack, the gameplay, yeah. the overall amount of things that there are to discover and do in that game. Um, the multiple endings. Uh, you know, the overall length of time it takes to play through the entire game. Everything about this game appeals to me. Yes, it has a very weak story. Yes, the voice acting is shit. Um, it sounds like people like who have no frame of reference calling in on the phone, and somebody just tells them, okay, say this. <laughs> True phone it in? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, all of that. But it spawned a whole host of Castlevania games after it that followed the same line of thought. Um, and, and it, it was just, it was more of an exploratory RPG than it was a side-scrolling action platformer. And, you know, I mean, all of the, the enemies that you know and, or love hate, you know, are in there. You got your Medusa heads, you've got your flea men, you've got all these things that every person who's ever played Castlevania just hates. And they're all here and, you know, you get different weapons and different armor and all these different, you know, things that you can do and magical powers and all this shit. And to me, it's just the best Castlevania game. But the reason why it's number one for me is because there's no universe in which I'll ever get bored of that game. <laughs> I have owned it no shit on at least six separate occasions. In disc form and as like a arcade, Xbox arcade, PlayStation, you know, whatever they call it, format. Um, I owned it on my PlayStation 1. Uh, I somehow lost my copy, ended up buying it again when I had my PlayStation 2. I kept my PlayStation 2 just for that game when I bought my first Xbox. I had it for the 360 arcade. I had it on the PS3 and I still have it... um, uh, on my, my 360 now, and, you know, I never get sick of it. It never becomes boring for me. And to me, any game that you can say that mm-hmm. deserves to be in the number one spot. Mm-hmm. That Like, that's my original Halo for me. Like, I never yeah, yeah. get bored of that game. And I'll jump over to my number one with Super Mario World. Just took, take everything Alex said and put Super Mario World in it. And it's the same thing. 
And I you actually with Medusa heads. <laughs> yeah, Medusa heads and all. <laughs> I was actually looking at the list: one, two, and three here: Super Mario World, Super Mario Brothers three, and Zelda. If I'm loading an emulator for the first time, like a, okay, I've jail, you know, jailbroke a phone or hacked a 360 or oh, something. Oh, please. Yeah. Oh, oh, please. <laughs> Those are the games I'm picking for each system the first time to see if it runs. We did Super Mario Brothers two on one of them. Yes, on that we computer. did. Yeah, well, yeah. the play it stuff. But to test it out and run, I those are the three games I'm loading for those systems to test out the emulator. Because I know them so well for playing them so much, I can tell how well the emulation is going to be by how they feel. So how many times have you beaten Super Mario World? Oh, God, a shit ton. Take a guess. Stump our audience. Remember, this is the man that has a thousand hours in Civ Five. That's probably actually the, my best gaming achievement, though, is the Civ Five. Hundred times? Oh yeah. Two hundred times? Probably hundred times. Of doing the usually what it used to be back in the day it was okay play through. And it was the okay, is this gonna be a short run or a long run? If I started getting bored with it, I'll take the star road and do the short run and beat it. If it was the okay, I'm playing through this, it's one through eight, straight through. It you was there when I did the at MU and it did the one through and I got to five three before I died. Yeah. So which, it was one of those, I got there and finally I was like, this is the first time I've died. I'm in like World 5-3. <laughs> now, here's here's the gauntlet I'm going to throw to you. Okay. Swap. Beat the whole game without dying. Have you done that? I know I haven't done it. And it would have, you know, okay, so you'd go through Star Road. And it's that one level in Star Road, whatever, I forgot the... The Blue Yoshi one? Amazing or whatever. It's probably would be where I trip up on it. Bowser's Castle is nothing. I do just blow through that and think. It's yeah, that is probably the easiest Bowser Castle. Yeah. Three is probably the hardest. Because you had to take yeah. certain doors. Yep. Because of the doors and stuff. That's probably the easiest, one of the easier Bowser Castles. So that's not going to be the trip. It's going to be the Star Road ones. I beat the Mario 3 in the Hammer Brothers suit. Mm, no. But three... I probably haven't. I've played just as much, but usually it's by the time I get to eight. I just hated the the um. I can't think of the word where the screen the screen moves at a constant rate and you don't move the screen. Mm-hmm. I hate those type of levels. So it's like, and that's mostly what eight was. So that's I hate, usually where I saved the P block and just yeah. It, it was like okay, and just yeah, and you got bored with it. And just okay, fine, and move on. So. So no honorable mentions you could think of? I mean, some of the stuff you said, like Warcraft. Warcraft would be, you know, I, I can see the legitimacy of that game. But I kind of based it as I didn't play that game a lot. Yes, I made a character, but that was about it. And <laughs> really the other big gaming franchises that people say are great games are like huge. Like Minecraft is a huge game and stuff. I'd rather play that. Maybe Legos. had <laughs> ten minutes in it. Maybe that game so, cannot. Yeah, I understand it's cheap Legos. Yeah, but boy, uh, the attention span I, I have for that game is shorter than an ad. Yeah, I, I, I can't do it. I it's know. way too open world. Like I have no point. Yeah, it's people just say, "Well, it's just Legos." I, I can't do it. I need the tactile feel of playing with Legos. Because I played Legos as shit as a kid. Made tons of crap and stuff with it. But I think it was the tactile. I saw it and felt it in my hand. So, Alex, do you have anything you want to add that you thought of while we were recording? We no. make two episodes out of this. Mm-hmm. Nice. No, I mean, that's a pretty comprehensive list Oh, yeah, me. I mean, I think all of us, we had some repeats, but really, yeah. I think we hit a good swath of games i mean there's plenty of games that i play plenty of games that i like but they wouldn't be they wouldn't be on my you know top 15 of all time i mean the the pattern you'll notice with me is that most of them are you know ps1 or better there's not a whole lot of super nintendo sega genesis or um you know anything prior to the ps1 on there really there's only like three or four i think because really, I mean, if you took, you know, Desert Island and you had these 15 games with you, I think I have a lifetime. Of yeah, I'd never play. be bored. So with those 15 games, I'd yeah. never be bored. Hell, I'd play Final Fantasy VI and Castlevania Symphony of the Night and the others would just be 
flavor. Mm. Yeah, I, I would probably swap out Morrowind for Super Metroid. <laughs> but, you know. So, there we go. Anything we want to tease or coming up? If I've got World of Warcraft on a desert island, I could say, hey, I'm right here. Send help. Boom. <laughs> a win. Oh, wait. The desert island doesn't have internet connection. Oh, you can't play. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't part of the stipulation. <laughs> uh, tease to come up. Uh, if you guys can go see Spider-Man, we could do a spoiler cast. Uh, other than that... I'm letting the crowd die a little bit on that one. <laughs> Other than that, I'm trying to think if we've got anything in the pipe. Maybe a special episode at the end of the month. Maybe. If we do, like we talked about. Uh, if we drive up to yeah to Nebraska and we record stuff, then it, it'll just, those will be fillers wherever they're we gonna, Yeah, they're going to be filler them. episodes, but it's going to be just us yammering in the car. Which, you know, that'll, those will be different. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. As long as I have to remember, oh, shit. Okay, we got to go back and edit this one portion out. What hour of the trip was that? <laughs> so, okay. Um, well, if we can't think of anything else, I do believe we can quit any time we want. Oh, but where's the fun in that? Good night, everyone. Oh, fuck you. And that does it for another episode of The Geekaholics! What crazy shenanigans will our hosts get into next? Join us on the next fun-filled episode to find out. Same geek time, same geek channel.